sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum, the dumb show about dumb things hosted by Dum Dums. I'm John Elliott. I agree with. Um, I don't remember how much you said, but definitely one fourth of that. Oh sure. Dum dums. I'm John. Elliott. I'm Patrick Riccardi. Thanks for talking over me while I said my name. Now I'm John I Elliott. Be famous. And this week, we are doing finally top, t- top twenty songs of the first half of 2017. That's right. And uh, this is you know our semi-annual clearance sale of awesome songs. And uh, it's been a very good year so far. I agree wholeheartedly. It was very hard to narrow it down to 10, but it was done. Yeah. Semi-annually means twice a year. I thought it was like, so that means semi-sweet chocolates are, are half chocolate. That's right. Yeah. And and bi-sweet chocolates are, um, what would that be? Jeez. I don't they know. have sex with everyone. Yeah, I guess so. Because, you know, biannual is like, what, every once every two years, right? So what would that come out to you, like a quarter? Quarter sweet? Who cares? That's once every two years? That's so confusing. Did, uh, yeah, Bicentennial? Were, remember, you remember the Bicentennial? No, nah, you were too young. Oh, it was a big deal. Um, David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear. I don't think that was actually the Bicentennial. That was 87, 86? Oh, so it was the Tricentennial. Anyway, we try harder. Not anymore, we don't. Um, that was a Trump joke, everybody. You don't hear enough of those. Think people would speak out? Nope. Everybody's perfectly happy. Anyway, uh, so some of these bands, I could find no info about. So I messaged them on Facebook to get some <laughs> more, like, just shit. Like, where are you from? And did they message you back? Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. That's neat. Yeah, so that was, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you who it was when we get into it. But Let me just, before we start, uh, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction and say Brooklyn. But oh, we'll Bro- see. Brooklyn always makes the list. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> More than once. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's let's get going. Hold, hold on. i got to bring up my list. I'm so stupid. I already started this podcast. Oh, well, number one is my pick. Um, and I don't know if they've made the list before, but, you know, we've, I think we've both been fans of them for a long time. Right. Um, is this one of the bands you had to email to find out information? No, oh, of course I knew about them. I think most people know about them. Um, did you see them? I saw them opening for Bill and Sebastian in 2006, I want to say. Unfortunately, I've never seen them. I think they actually opened for Stereolab, or maybe they were touring around the same time as Stereo, but I missed, missed that show. I mean, the, the sad thing was that uh, Nico Case wasn't with them um, because, you know, she's busy with her own solo career. I don't think she tours with them. She'll do, like, you know, like late-night show appearances with them. But um, it's uh, the uh, – oh, my God. What, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, Colin Newman, the like, like he's like the main songwriter. His niece uh, fills in for her live. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds it sounded really good. It's just I was like, oh, Nico Case is in here. But yeah, new pornographers uh, out of Canada, 
They're a Canadian supergroup. One of our favorite terms. I hate that term. Yeah. So who is who? What other bands are? Because I didn't know they were a supergroup. I guess I hate it because I'm ignorant. What what other bands? Yeah, are it's, the members it's like not really anybody <laughs> you would know of. That's the thing about Canada. Who the fuck knows those people? Yeah, but I know what new pornographers. I'm not going to call them a supergroup. I'm just going to call them a group with people from other bands. Yes, I think that's more fair. Uh, are they still in the other bands? I, that's a good question. I don't think so. I don't think it's a super group. I think it's just people who left other bands to start this. Yeah, group. I agree. Um, but they're just, I mean, I guess power pop is how most people would describe them. They they have kind of, especially this song, It's it's got like a new wave feel more so than some of their other stuff um, with the keyboards and stuff. But they're always great. Um, yeah. Even their weak stuff is is great. So. And they're catchy in a really fun like not annoying not way. annoying at all way yeah this song is catchy i had the what was the song a slow descent into alcoholism i think might be my favorite song by them that's a and great that's, one that's also catchy and not only way. And it's the same way this one is so if you like that one you'll love this one this is an awesome song yeah i think high ticket attractions if we haven't said the name yeah it's high ticket attractions um let's just play it because it's a new pornographers there's not much to say it's more of the same goodness here you go is my pick is this one of the ones you had to contact on facebook or no steady holiday with a song called terror i don't really know much about them are they i think they're west well, coast based yeah la it's it's actually one woman uh oh sorry dre babinski short for andrea i assume um yeah this one's kind of uh speaking of bell and sebastian kind of bell and sebastian ish Really? That's how it sounds to me. I mean, it's kind of like got that Baroque and like sort of French music feel to it. I would not in a million years call it Belle and Sebastian-ish. Really? I mean, I guess her voice has that feel to it, but the music itself is just, it's more effervescent. It's its like, it's kind of wispy in a way that I don't think Belle, Belle and Sebastian is. And yeah, I don't, I don't hear that. But anyway, it's an awesome song, whether you think it sounds like Belle and Sebastian or not. Yeah. It's just... It doesn't sound like something out of L.A. for sure. I, I would no. have assumed it was European. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's it's another great song, and I don't even know how I found. Well, I you know I find a lot of stuff on like Bandcamp and stuff. This might be mm-hmm. one of those, uh, which she... I would highly recommend to everybody. You can find all kinds of great. People always ask me like, where do you find music? Bandcamp's a great place to go for like really unheard bands that are strong. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. This her voice is beautiful. I was going to say, but it, it, this song goes into like sections that give me chills because it's just it's a combination of her voice and the music. Kind of goes, I don't know how to describe it. Kind of like I said, wispy, but kind of just kind of goes into a. Uh, it combines with her voice really well. And yeah. It has that little in the middle, that little bubble, bubble, bubble. Like I don't know what making that noise. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, I know. I think it's some kind of keyboard sound thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. no, it's great. Yeah, I guess she was in some other bands before that I had never heard of. Um, she was a backing vocalist for Dusty Rhodes and the River Band. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which sounds like some like awful blues bar band, but who knows? Never heard of them. Uh, yeah, it, she's been in a lot of like associated with a lot of bands, but it doesn't seem like any of them are that big. But and she was like maybe she toured with bands. Like she toured with a bunch of bands. But I think she's great on the as the forefront. It's yeah, just the keep, song is so good. Keep doing your own thing, um, Steady Holiday. Here it is, Terror. Dr. Dundiff, Hemispheres, uh, out of Louisville, Kentucky. So Otis Jr. is a singer, and, and uh, Dr. Dundiff is a producer who got together and, and made this album. And it's all, I mean, it's basically 70s soul. Mm-hmm. There's not much other, better way to describe it. This one's more of like kind of on the psychedelic downbeat side of, of 70s soul, kind of sly in the family stone. There's a riot going on type thing. But, uh, yeah, I really like, well, you know, I I love this throwback soul or whatever you call it. And uh, this song kind of starts off with a slow burn, which is fun. It's kind of like, it builds up. Yeah. And, and then that scream, and then the, you know, it's kind of smooth. It's, it's a nice song. Yeah, yeah, retro soul, that's the term I was going for. Yeah, um, I don't know, it's, it's because I think, well, we talked about it a little bit on the, or I did on the, when we talked about Thriller, uh, I think that that really kind of ruined R&B for a long time because it just got so glossy and 
overproduced and everything sounded really mechanical. Mm -hmm. uh, but so this, like the retro soul movement, which has been going for a while, I mean, I guess probably since like D'Angelo was the first one to start it in the nineties. Uh, I'm really glad that people have gotten back to the old school way of doing it. Not that, not that it's all terrible. The, uh, the new way, but it's mostly terrible. So, um, I'll always love this kind of stuff. Let's just, uh, give it a listen. I don't have much to say about it. Uh, other than what I've already said. Here y'all go. He's made the list before, or I feel I like forget. he has, but I don't. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Ariel Pink with another weekend, and if you search for Ariel Pink, remember not to put in Ariel Winter because that's a different person. Oh yeah, that's uh, she's on Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Hey, she it's was. Just, uh, yeah. Lots of gossip about her. Yeah, I was gonna say she was showing off her her body at uh, I don't know. There was like that was like. On Yahoo, because I use Yahoo Mail, <laughs> yeah. if you must know. Uh, that was like one of the stories. Ariel Winter showing off her body. And I'm like, why is this a fucking story that you're... Well, I think if you clicked on it, which I, I don't think I did, but I found out another way. She had she had at one point a a, a smothering stage mother that she had to... What's it called when you... Just, yeah, she like, had to ex extricate herself from... Yes. Like, yeah, so like the emancipated minor she, thing, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think she's over 18 now, but she had to do that a long time ago. The reason right. that was in the news is because the mother was complaining about it. Oh. So she, even though she's oh. emancipated, she's still complaining what her daughter does on Instagram. Anyway, that has nothing to do with Ariel Pink. This is a great song. Just kind of sweet. This one I could see more as Bell and Sebastian-esque. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. This one reminds me of, like, 70s AM pop, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Lo-fi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely lo-fi. Out of L.A., hey, more LA. I think there's, I think there's a lot of LA on this list this time, which I guess there always is too. LA. Yeah, like Foxygen is LA too. Yeah, um, but uh, lo-fi lo and had, as parts of that song has that kind of echo to it that they. I guess that's lo-fi. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where, and I like that. Sounds pleasant. He has a great voice, and then the other oh, sounds of the song are neat too. Like the little, 
like I don't know if it's keyboard or guitar that make those little like uh, laser gun sounds that <laughs> go between the yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's he's very pleasant always uh, I don't know he hasn't done anything that has been terrible so mm-hmm. he kind of I've from what I understand when I remember hearing it's kind of all the same not all the same in a bad way this kind of he has his his genre and he sticks to it yeah it's like catchy mellow shit yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um anyway i like his the story that like he was he went to see animal collective play and he passed a cdr to them and they said do you want to be on our brand new label yeah <laughs> yep that's how he got his start i mean sometimes that works you know maybe uh that's probably why those dudes in the street like handing out their like rap cds that's why <laughs> yeah, they do thought, it they heard this story I, and they're like oh maybe i'll meet an exec somehow somewhere I thought they were handing them out, so I took one one time, and the guy's like, well, hey, how about five bucks? I'm like, dude, I thought you were giving it to me, so I gave it back to him, because yeah. I really didn't want it that much. Yeah, dude, this is Trump's America. Nobody's giving shit away for free. That's true. That's your naivete. Anyway, here's Ariel Pink with Another Weekend. lo-fi kind of indie pop more than 70s and pop um out of myrtle beach south carolina i think that's got to be a first for this list um but this song was written so it started by um this well you know i don't know how old she is now i don't know if i can say woman or girl uh kaylee spivey she wrote this when she was 16 wow and um uh she got together with another school friend and they they started this band um so i yeah i couldn't really find out too much info about how old she is now but anyway they got signed to you know a small tiny label uh based i think based on this song and uh but i just find it really catchy and she's got a cool voice and especially cool lyrics for a 16 year old to write Mm -hmm. um and yeah, yeah, lo-fi indie pop. I don't really know what else to say about it. You got any? <laughs> I, I'm just 
laughing at their description of how they started. I mean, like you talked about, but the drummer came on. Justin became a friend of Kaylee's in middle school. Yeah, I know. In middle school. Well, I mean, they don't have too much life experience, right. you know, yeah. at the point of 16. So, but who, yeah, I don't know how old they are now. I couldn't find that. Um, is this one of the ones you contacted? Because I'm going to ask this every time. No, I didn't. I'll tell you when I contacted them. Um, yeah, no, but I'm I... still going to ask. This, and also, this song is not only, it sounds great and, it, you know, it's fun, but what a great title. Yeah. Yeah. New Dork Pity. I, I like it. It sounds like it's like kind of a play on words, but it's not really. Well, sure it is. New Jack City. New Dork Pity. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think of that one. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that reminds me of Jack. Dude. Dude. Have you seen this fucking these Jack in the Box commercials? Do you see commercials at all? Or are you fast forward? I'm not. We don't have Jack in the Box, but I yeah, I have not seen them. Oh, god damn! Like there's, it's an annoying ass song. You don't have Jack in the Box? Oh, you're lucky, dude. They have the stupidest commercials. I they mean, no, nothing food. beats Carl's Jr. They have good. What are you talking about? We we don't have Carl's Jr., but they have Hardee's, and I think it's the same owner. And those commercials are the worst. Yeah. Oh God. What was the, the, the wasn't the owner of, of Har- oh, I don't want to get back into politics. Anyway, what's the, what's the Jack in the Box commercial? I don't, it's just like this, it's annoying fucking song that gets stuck oh, in my okay. head. Yeah. But like, the, the, they used to be the best because the guy that played Jack like had perfect comic timing and they were funny commercials at one point. Yeah. Uh, they, they're a weird company. Like they were all over the place and then they kind of disappeared altogether and then they just came roaring back. I don't know how that, I mean. Well, when I lived there, they had that huge E. coli thing that happened, and that maybe made them want to get all over the place to make people forget that part. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, it hasn't hurt Chipotle's. Yeah, but that was because uh, uh, most E. coli is good for you, and they let us know. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they got the PR people on it. Actually, it really, really hurt Chipotle. That's why they had that huge giveaway deal last summer. I, I, I don't know if they recovered from that or not. I don't know if it was like a true news story. You know, I never trust anything people post on Facebook, but um, somebody posted a link to some Chipotle's where like rodents were falling from the ceiling or something on customers. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> sounds sounds fake. very true. That sounds very true because that's the kind of thing that often happens. Uh, yeah, damn, I wish you... Ratatouille! I wish you could have heard this song. It's like, I'm going to sing it before I get stuck in your head. It's like... Uh, Chicken baby's going crazy. Jack's going to fuck your face. Whoa. Yeah. I'm pretty sure those are the exact lyrics. But, and that's all it is. But, like, it's one of those things that gets stuck in your head in a super annoying way if you hear the commercial more than once, which I have. (laughs) Anyway, that has, you know what? This song is much better than the Jack in the Box theme song. So uh, let's give a listen to Small Talks with New Dork Pity. Thank you. 
I did contact who got back to me. Beauty and Sadness by Horse Beach. Horse Beach found out they are out of Manchester. Really? Ryan Kennedy is their primary songwriter. And they added, it's some good ass shit and we like it. Hope you do too. Well, I do like it. I do think <laughs> I we do too. think it's good ass shit. That's why we put it on our best of list. Wait, how did you address them when like what did you say why did you want to know that information you didn't tell them we were doing a podcast where they put their music up did you yeah of course i did well we're gonna get sued and that's just great that was my hope uh you know we need some kind of publicity i think you'd agree but yeah so manchester band manchester's made a list before i think uh, yes many times yeah this is this is such a good song it's I guess I say that every time. I guess you just assume they're all good songs, but it, it is fun to listen to. It, it, I think Beauty and Sadness is a perfect name for it because it's, it is super beautiful. And then there's parts of the song that are just like heartbreaking and not even lyric wise, just musically, uh, musically, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. It's so beautiful. it's just really well done. It's got so it's kind of pretentious. They named it that, but it's perfect. Well, it, there was a song by the uh, smithereens called Beauty and Sadness way back in the day. So, is this a reference to that? Like, it doesn't sound like it. I, I mean, there's nothing, no similarities other than the title. Uh, yeah, it's got a, like a super chilled vibe and like that really cool synth and guitar mix. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, no, it's a great song, Horse Beach. Uh, hopefully, and is it sing? Is it people singing together? Or is that just an effect on the guy's voice that makes it sound like there's more than one person? I don't know. Singing? Yeah, it might be multi-tracked voice. Who knows? Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. The, I hope they. Uh, you know, this was definitely one of the band camp, band camp uh, artists that I found, uh, and so I hope they at least get big enough to like tour over here on like as a support act or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Manchester always a great city for music. There's actually there's a box set coming out I think next week or it'll be out by the time this comes out. Um, that is all Manchester bands. It's like a five or six CD box set that I'm sure will be quite good. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, this is a, a lovely song. Um, so let's just give it a listen. Horse Beach. It's some good ass shit with beauty and sadness.
Alright, next up, uh, perennial favorite, I don't think we need to say too much about him at all, Robin Hitchcock. If you don't know him, uh, you haven't listened to our podcast. With Virginia Woolf. Had to, I put, I think, three songs from his new album on my best ofs this year. And uh, I don't know why I like this one. I mean, they're all good. But, you know, it's rockin', rockin' Robin. Uh, singing about Virginia Woolf and Sylvia Plath. and uh, As most rockers do. Yeah, it's his huge... If you like Robin with a band, this is Robin with a band, and it sounds great. Agreed. Although I don't agree with your statement. If you listen to our podcast, you'll know about Robin Hitchcock. If you listen to our podcast, you'll know about the Divine Comedy. That's true. But you'll also know about Robin Hitchcock if you listen to the right episodes. True. Anyway, yeah, my uh, I would just say Robin. Yeah, Robin Hitchcock. What else? We're not going to go into too much detail. He'll always make the list, I feel like, when he comes out with a new album. Although... I think perhaps he hasn't always made a list when he's come out with a new album, but anyway, uh, let's just do it. Virginia Woolf by Robin Hitchcock. Robin Hitchcock, who I, incidentally, will be seeing three times this year. I'm seeing him, um, well, I will have seen him for the second time when this comes out, because it's going to be on Tuesday, and uh, then in October, I'm going to L.A. to see him play with Yola Tango as his backing band, doing his first album in its entirety. That's awesome. I wish they did that here. I would go to that in a second. Yeah, they did it in New York uh, for two nights, I think. And then, yeah, I guess just New York and L.A. is all he's doing. So, But I'll be seeing him opening for the Psychedelic Furs on Tuesday, which will be interesting. That is weird. Yeah. Are you going to just leave? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll probably hang out. I mean, I like the Psychedelic Furs. I saw him back in no, the I, 80s. But... I don't have any complaints about the Psychedelic Furs. I just find it a funny idea to go to see the opening act and then just leave. Last time I saw Robin, I'm seeing him at the Fillmore. Last time I saw him there, it was him and Nick Lowe, and he was just like wandering around the crowd before the show in his uh, polka dot shirt. I think he'll wander around the crowd after he's done. He'll just go home. <laughs> Who knows? Hopefully he'll hang out, and uh, I can go ask him some questions, like how much he weighs. <laughs> um, all right, up next, your pick. I 
I don't know if they've made the list before. They've definitely made my my mixes before, but yeah, I don't recognize the name. So if what they did, I don't remember it. But Beach Fossils with Saint Ivy. Beach Fossils. They uh, are. Guess where they're from, Pat? Brooklyn. Yep. You the, nailed it. This, we kind of have a, a streak of lo-fi. I don't know if this is lo-fi, but kind of mellow AM pop yeah. songs. I, well, you know. And this is well done. Yeah. it's it's. I would just call it indie pop. It's got that, like, yeah, really staccato, like, mm-hmm. string keyboard sound. Um, yeah. Yeah, mellow, and then also a little bit lush, but definitely more lo-fi. Um, it's, it's lo-fi lush, I would say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. It's not. It wouldn't be lo-fi because there's all the the strings in there. It's not just the guitar and stuff. It has there's a lot of instrumentation in the song. Yeah, but still, I I mean, I would imagine recorded on the Jeep. Like it's pretty easy to do this kind of stuff nowadays with computers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and a flute. Flute, not heard since uh, the halcyon days of '70s soul. Flute in songs. Um, yeah. No, I. I uh, it's good ass shit too. I I think you know we do definitely have like when we make these lists, we always kind of pick similar stuff. Even though like if you if you looked at the stuff on the mixes, it's it's really varied. But we rarely ever go for like the punky or rockin' or experimental stuff on our because this is the stuff that like sticks in your head, right? And is better. Well. I don't know about that. It's uh, it's different, but uh, there there was a lot, uh, not not a lot. There's a couple of good hip hop songs I wanted to put in, but I just like this stuff better. Like that chocolate, is that what it's called? Chocolate with Trojan? Oh, I forget the name of it, but that's a really fun, really good song that should have been on the list. But there's just so much music you put on the list. I know I had to cut down so much. I know we really had a lot of hip hop on our last one, and then like none on this one. But it doesn't mean there's not great stuff out there it's just narrowing it down to 10 from like five billion songs is this was an especially good year so crazily good like you had these mixes like there's two two cds some year some months so it's crazy yeah for a few months yeah anyway um yeah and there's a song that i recommended to you and you already had it on the list and i forgot about it and that didn't didn't even make make your list i know yeah (laughs) I actually like the other song better, which I don't know if it's ever going to be on one of your list. But I think I like it's. That song. I think that is the actual, actually, the one that's coming up on my next mix. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah. Anyway, here's She's from Philly. What? She's from Philly. Oh. oh. Okay. Well, you'll have to pick it then for our our second one. Uh, just don't so you can shout out. I I'm just suggesting. Not. You said I have to. That doesn't sound like a suggestion. Yeah, it's a suggestion. You know. When I'm like, forceful, when I go into the bank system. with a gun and I'm like, you have to give me all your money. It's not a demand. No, I say it. I say it in a very pleasant, even tone. So it's a suggestion. Uh, here is Beach Fossils with Saint Ivy. This was your 
my pick next, Waxahachie with Silver. This is more rockin', actually, um, and uh, probably made our list before. I wish I could remember. should probably keep, like, a uh, spreadsheet or something of the songs we've done, but... I have like a, a list somewhere, but it's just not in front of me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she does... It, it is more of, like, the indie rock guitar. It's kind of mm-hmm. almost 90s-ish. Um, this is uh, Katie Crutchfield, who her sister, her twin sister, Allison Crutchfield, was also on my mix this year. Um, they started out in a, a group called P.S. Elliot. Uh, when they were young, to I think teens, uh, from Birmingham, Alabama, also a first, I would imagine. <clears throat> and um, and yeah, I don't know. She's making a real name for herself with Waxahachie, uh, and good for her. I don't know. What are you gonna say? It's uh, indie rock with almost like bluesish elements, and I'm not like a big fan of blues, but it's. It's not you. Nobody would mistake it for a blues song. It's just got like kind of that, some of that feel to it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't know they were sisters. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and the Allison Crutchfield stuff is much uh, more countrified. Yeah, and and poppier too. Yeah, um, that's neat. Yeah, I didn't even know about P.S. Eliot until after um, Waxahachie, and because uh, I think last year they like they did a reissue of like all their stuff on one CD, you know, and I got, I was like, Oh shit, this is cool. And anyway, um, plus a pun. Well, Oh yeah. P.S. Elliot. It's, it's a uh, pun on P.S. I love you. Right. Yeah. That Beatles song. Anyway, here's Waxahachie with silver. I have I Operator forget. Music Band 
Wait, I have my order out of out of whack here. Oh, I'm on the wrong one. I see. Anyway, Wobulator is an awesome. It, it makes you think of Stereo Lab, and uh, I like her voice, and I like the the kind of the the sing the non sing songy way she sings. It's a fun song. Uh, did you have to email them to find out anything? Yeah, I did. Uh, I thought so because I looked everywhere and couldn't find anything, and didn't yeah. think of writing them because you're smart. Yeah. Uh, from what I can, t- I mean, and they sent me a link to something, although it's still somewhat vague. So I think they're out of Brooklyn, um, from what I can tell. And uh, so it's uh, Dara Hirsch is the woman singing. Judd Hirsch's daughter. Yes, of course. And uh, granddaughter, sorry. Jared Hiller, who is um, uh, Joseph Heller's player. daughter. Yeah. Wait, what? I didn't hear you. Used to be on the subway ads. Anyway, uh, Dara Hirsch is an audio engineer by trade, and uh, she plays uh, guitar as well as singing. And uh, and uh, Jared Hiller is also, I guess, does some kind of like sound shit. Wait, how is he Joseph Heller's son or daughter if his name is Hiller? Well, it was like it was like one of those. Uh, Ellis Island Ellis. type situations, oh, okay. yeah. You want to sound more like less ethnic, right? You don't want to, and you don't want to have the the bad place in your name, so you make it so you go from the bottom to the top. Yep. I used to be in the bottom, now I'm the top. Just like Drake. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then there are also uh, there are also two more people in the band apparently whose names are not listed, but um. <laughs> So they're not important, but yeah, Stereolab is exactly it, right? Like yeah, but Stereolab with a like a harsher sounding lead singer. Yes, and that's fine with this song. It's it's a really fun song. I, it, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of like she's singing on top of the music instead of with the music, so it's a, a different feel, but it 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 still has a Stereolab influence, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's got that bubbly, percolating type thing going, and Krautrock mm-hmm. beat. Um, right. Yeah, but the singing isn't isn't like that. The singing is more like I don't know how to describe it. I guess I did already. That's that's the best I'm gonna do. Yeah, let's uh, let's just take a listen. Here is Operator Music Band with Wobulator. Yeah. 
that was 10, count them, 10 songs. So we're halfway there. <laughs> oh, was that your count impression? How about this, this whole Steve Whitmire thing? It's one of the few times I'm actually supporting a corporation. Wait, why are you supporting the corporation? I don't know enough about why he is fired to... Well, the Hensons are saying like he's a jerk, and he's saying things like, I am Kermit. Like, dude, you're playing a part. You didn't create the you didn't create the character. Anyway, maybe he was. Like he's I mean, maybe too big for his britches. Maybe that was just like his his version of I am Spartacus. You know, he's like trying to stand mm-hmm. with the people. No, maybe. But the, the, the other thing that they they say he's done is blacklisted performers that he didn't care for, and being a jerk to other performers. How does a puppet blacklist performers? I mean, I'm, other he's puppeteers not actually a puppet, but oh, really? What? That's, that's how, the claim that the Hensons made. How does he like, even have the power to do that, though? Because he's playing Kermit, and he's like a big part of the company. So what he s- says would go, and then oh. he's kind of got sick of his high-handed. So I guess you have to believe that if you believe the Hensons, but if you believe Whitmire, everything's different. So, yeah, I don't believe him. Well, and sound- I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the new guy does with, with, the, with the role, I guess. Yeah, role. Because I have no qualms about there being fresh blood. Because... <laughs> He's not Jim Henson, so I don't care if someone takes it for him. Yeah. yeah, who cares? I mean, it's that's got to be difficult because you like to find a replacement. You have to not only get somebody who can do the voice; you got to get a good puppeteer as well. Good puppeteer and someone with a because a lot of the performances are ad lib. I mean, not maybe not all ad lib, but they go on like Kimmel and that kind of thing, and they have to think on their feet in some ways. I I can't imagine that's all scripted. Maybe there's they know the question's going to happen, but you have to think on your feet. So. There's a lot going on to being a good puppeteer, and I, I, Whitmire was good. I just don't think he was as good as Jim Henson, and I don't think he was as good as he sounds like he's saying in his his blog. And it is unfortunate that he's not only leaving Kermit, but all the other, including characters he created like Rizzo the Rat. So that stinks. I wish this could have come together more amicably, but just the way he, the way he these posts go, read. I don't know if you've read any of them. They just no. read like the guy that's. Like with his signs on the corner talking about the, the end of the world and how the government's <laughs> after him. Ah, that's too bad. I mean, yeah, it sounds like he does actually believe he is Kermit. Right. Yeah. No, I don't. No, he doesn't. But he believes that he he knows how Kermit should be better than right. anyone else. So you're not a writer, dude. No, fuck you, Whitmire. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't going that far. It was just interesting things on the news. I was just trying to talk, and give my opinion. But now it's all over. We're going to be shut down by the Whitmire people. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be blacklisted from uh, ever appearing on the Muppets. Oh wait, he can't do that anymore. You know what? Fuck you, Whitmire. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back with ten mo songs, and uh, we shall be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shanmiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing. Duncan is creation, the land of the Thracians and right. 
We're back with more uh, music you should be listening to. I don't know. I guess most people stream their music nowadays. I still buy it because I like owning it. But uh, I don't actually. I don't know if a lot of this stuff is streamable. Um, I bet most of it is. Probably. Spotify has everything. Yeah. Um, this is not an ad for Spotify. I say. I say or buy Pandora the shit. has everything. Yeah. Or what other? Amazon Prime Music has everything. Apple Music has everything. No, What's don't, that one? Listen, don't, don't use Apple. Don't, do, don't use Apple Music. From what <laughs> I've heard, it totally fucks up your library when you sign. Like it will delete songs oh, and shit. Oh yeah. Before you use Apple Music, make sure your all your music is somewhere else as well. Like yeah. upload it to Google Music or upload it to another hard drive or you but know yeah. what just don't use apple music apple like music. what the fuck i've never used apple music i just know that's another one that's free uh not free god it's streaming uh, what's the one that kanye west oh title 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 too yeah well i guess no kanye west is suing them right what i thought he i thought he was an owner oh no it was jay-z and uh and beyonce and uh jack white and who i don't taylor know. swift or she's just on it yeah i don't know. i think she's probably I, I think, her I think Kanye West is the one that was suing them for something. Who knows? Anyway, uh, this music is good is the point of my story. Yeah, the point of my story, too. Title, at least you can buy songs, too. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't want to sign up for more accounts for shit. I like Bandcamp. Yeah, Bandcamp's right the Bandcamp. best. Yeah. I should use it more often I'm now that you give me that reminder. I used it for a long time. I was listening to a lot of hip-hop rap whatever yeah they have really good like underground hip-hop stuff on yeah Yeah. crazy good stuff i went i started with the with the guy from hamilton that has been what's the name of his band the uh clipping uh, clipping i started with clipping and then i went from there because it kind of does related acts and there was so many cool things like really interesting different sounding stuff and like some some stuff was like politically like politically active stuff that was really uh like good like good musically yeah so yeah, that was an interesting trip, and and you know, an, uh, better than what you hear on the radio. Way, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you know, it that actually supports the artist more than streaming does, where they get you know, I don't know, two cents. You know, when you right. when you buy, so actually, Bandcamp, I imagine probably, I don't know, I don't know that they give better rates to the artists, but um, because I think standard for uh for a song is oh god, what is it? Nine point two cents um, on the dollar the artist gets if you buy if you purchase a song like through iTunes or whatever. Um, yeah, who knows? Because well, Bandcamp always also does like a lot of things are like name your own price, which is cool. Uh, but anyway. I imagine Band Bandcamp works where I don't know this for a fact, but you probably the bands probably get more than music more that, they sell. That's like, what not, I'm saying. Yeah, not like obviously they get more money the more they sell, but I mean they get more percentage. More percentage, I think so. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Go to Bandcamp, everybody. You can be cool like us. Um, all right. Say I'm cool. I'm cool like that. Uh, Who's my first? Pick. My pick. Yeah, here we go. Girl, that was one of, the, one of the ones you stole from me. Girl Pool. I, stole I like from... the other Girl Pool song better. What? Well, you should have picked that one. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. Um, what is it? I don't know. We're not anyway. talking about that one. Uh, <laughs> I am. We're talking about this one. It gets more I was, blue. 
I was so disappointed they were in, not disappointed, but it was unfortunate that they were in town with like a really cheap show, and I had other plans, so I couldn't go because it would have been an awesome show because they are really good. They might be my favorite. Are they? Are they? Uh, have they been around a long time? Is this someone you had to email? No, no. They well, they haven't been around a long time. This is their second release. Um, they've only been around a couple of years, as far as I know. But they've made our list before for sure. I know that. Um, uh, our top ten list, and they are from L.A another LA band. Um, and, uh, they, it's, I mean, to me, most of the, I love their songs, but to me, all their stuff is about their voices together. Yes. Um, they're harmonizing. Like that's, yeah. The harmonizing is awesome. Yeah. Oh, how can they be from LA and on Wichita recordings? That doesn't make any sense. That's like some, I don't know. That must be some alternate timeline crossover type thing. That happened. Yeah. Wichita. And, that, and you mentioning the harmonizing makes me even more disappointed that I didn't see them live because that must be amazing live. They sound so great, you know, on on recordings. It, just live, it has to be, like, chilling in there because they're so good. Yeah. I, no, I, I would imagine so. I haven't seen them live either, um, but I would like to. Yeah. I, and this one, uh, it starts kind of downbeat, and then it gets, like, a little more rocky as it goes. But like I said, it, it's all the harmonies. But, but – the music but is the music's also good. good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was, I was about to say the music is really good, and it has, like, you you when you hear harmonizing, you think that it's all going to be kind of soft, but there's kind of like hard rocking rock. Yes. Like, guitars in it. It's, it's it's a great song. Yeah. No. Totally. Um, apparently not as good as the other song that I put on my list, according to Pat. Nope. But this was my my favorite. So uh, yeah, let's give it a listen. Here is Girlpool with It Gets More Blue. One song I was positive Pat was going to pick. Actually, I kind of figured you'd pick Wobulator too, but this one I knew you'd pick. Well, you kind of have to. Her voice is so lovely. I don't even know how to say her first name. Letitia? Letitia Sadier, Source Ensemble with Undying Love for Humanity. Uh, She is, of course, from... Stereolab. Stereolab. Before they spent... She was... Well, she's still from Star Lab even after they split. That's true. She's not with them anymore. But it's it's just typical her. Yeah. Uh, I, again, like if you know Stereolab, you know what to expect. It's 
it's a she's not she she does her thing and she does it well like she has got her genre down it's almost mm-hmm. almost her own genre at this point um but what's amazing is i don't know how old she is but she's been doing it forever and her voice does not sound any different than it did 30 years ago yeah no i mean it, it that is good like she's not get getting the bono or frank sinatra thing i mean i'm sure it helps that she never screamed or anything but uh yeah but you know what i mean i mean you no, listen I do. To her, it's still her voice it's it's like it's perfect yeah and oh should mention in case anybody had any doubt she is from gay paris uh but yeah yeah this is this is just a su- another super pleasant song uh what else is there to say about Letitia Sadier? Uh, Ooh la la! But yeah, let's let's go. Undying love for humanity. There you go. one that i messaged and they have not gotten back to me yet of course i didn't message them till last night so you know maybe that's why (laughs) um but feature is the name of the band with psalms here's the sum total of what i know of them they're from the uk somewhere uh it's all female band i think three members and uh it's basically punk old school punk not green day punk um and you know i always have a soft spot for the punk stuff and uh, i wouldn't even know this was punk yeah i would say it is i am yeah it's great yeah i i think i think i always well that's true i i i listen to a lot of punk and don't realize it's punk because i have this thing in my mind where there's lots of screaming with punk and there really isn't no there's not i mean unless it's who's gonna do there's usually not um yeah no and super catchy and energetic and, you know, I always like, I was like anger turned into fun. I think it's a mm-hmm. really cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's not much we need to say about this, but, uh, but feature, get back to me. I'd like to know more about where you're from in the UK. Like that's kind of a big place. So, uh, I'm assuming you're, I mean, I can't assume they're from London. I don't know. Could be Manchester, could be Leeds, some university. How do you town. know it? How do you know it's the UK? 
that was on their Bandcamp page, UK. Uh, okay. So, and then there was a picture of them. Wait, so wait. I knew how do you know women? It was UK, United Kingdom, not UK, University of Kentucky. You know what? That's a good point. Um, but you know, I don't think people at University of Kentucky actually. That's where you'd be wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't let you finish. Know anything about music? <laughs> I'm glad I said what I said. Kentucky loves me now. I mean, they got their bluegrass, but you know, I think punk's not their thing. They they they're still going on about how the South should have won. So Kentucky was a northern state. Oh yeah, I forgot. It was like Kentucky, Massachusetts, uh, Pennsylvania, New York, and of course Florida. Members so the of middle the Union. Pens- sometimes the middle of Pennsylvania is called Pennsylvania. I wonder if sometimes the middle of Kentucky is called Pennsylvania. Pencil? Is it really? Oh, that's right. I think you told me that before. Why? Yeah. Well, it's you know it's where at one point was the biggest membership in the KKK. It's very rural and very. Well, it's where all the billies live. Hillbillies, that is. <laughs> yes. Hey, what what the hell's uh, every time I hear oh, Wilkes oh. Bar? What? Well, just you got so angry quickly and you're pronouncing no, not, a town incorrectly. So I'm really kind of worried for you. Oh, you sorry. What is it? Wilkes Barre? I don't fucking know. Uh, Pennsylvania? What is yeah, it? Yeah, what is it? It's a little town. It's up Every near time Scranton. I. Scranton. Oh, I always forget Scranton's in Pennsylvania. Uh, That's from the office. Have you ever? Have you ever been? Yeah. Have you ever been to the paper company there? I wouldn't nope. trust them. Um. Every time I, I hear, wait, what is it, Wilkes-Barre? Yeah. That's not, that's not how that should be pronounced. I think that's like uh, an anglicized version or a hickicized version of how it should, because of B-A-R-R-E. Come on. Okay, how do you pronounce this, since we're doing a Pennsylvania, or Philadelphia pronunciation game? S-C-H-U-Y-L-K-I-L-L. Sorry, spell again. S C H U Y L L K I L. Skylkill? Skookle. Skookle? Yeah, you guys all fucked up over there. That's some Benjamin Franklin fucking around shit. He's just like pranking everybody. Nope, it's pronounced this way. I'm Benjamin Franklin. I think it's William Penn who did it. Um, but every time I hear Wilkes Barry, which I always pronounce Wilkes Bar because that's how it should be pronounced, uh, it reminds me of like the name of a disease. Probably because what is that? Epstein Bar. Epstein Bar, yeah. But it so maybe great thing to joke about. Maybe Wilkes Barry, you should think of changing your name to, uh, or just you know, if you're going to call it Wilkes Barry, put a Y on the end instead of an E. There you go. Problem solved. Well, you're welcome. My question Philly, is, uh, my really. Very important question is, why are you hearing so much about Wil- the town of Wilkes-Barre? I don't know. It comes up sometimes. Like, you see it in the news. I just thought of it. Um, and it be- I probably actually don't see it that often, but it's, like, such a peculiar name that it sticks in my head. Um, yeah. So, northern Pennsylvania, eh? Not part of Pennsylvania? Oh, I think anything outside of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, you can kind of call Pennsylvania. But no, not part of Pennsylvania. Northeast, Northeast Pennsylvania, near the Poconos, coal, another coal region. I'm trying to get to know my Pennsylvania because, like, when I look at our at the people who listen, there's like all these towns in Pennsylvania, and I'm like, these must be Pat people. But where is this? And I, 
So I pat people. I wonder what pat people look like. Except, Very attractive. Ooh, pat people. That's like a that's a comic book idea. Um, I think. Like, oh, but then I'm like, okay, wait. The ones near Philadelphia, like, there's a lot, like, kind of north of Philadelphia. Not a lot, but like, there's people. There are towns that are like north of Philadelphia, I think. Um, that I'm like, okay, those are pat people. But then there's like some like weird, more rural areas where I'm like, oh, I wonder if those are pat people or maybe they're not rural. Maybe they're just small ass towns. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know where all your people are out there. That's my point. Did we listen to this fucking song? No. Got off on that Wilkes Berry tangent. So let's give a feature. Their uh, their due. Here's feature with Psalms. Another weirdly spelled word. Next up, actually, I kind of saved this one for you because I like this song too, but I figured you'd pick it. So, this is a song that is pronounced exactly how you think. Yep. The Shins with Name for You. Name for You. Short for yeah. Namaste, of course. I think, much like other descriptions like Robin Hitchcock and Leticia Sadier, uh, this is you're going to get what you think you're going to get with the Shins. And what I think is I'm going to get it is really either. A really good or a perfect song. And there's only one perfect song they've made, but this is a really good song. Well, I, I think they've, I mean, I think they've also, or I should say he, it's like mostly James Mercer does all the songwriting, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't even know, do the other guys in the band, do they do other things? I know. What are they doing when, when he's touring with, the, what's his other band, the thing he does with, the, what is it called? Be, 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 what is oh, Black Sabbath. Project? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What yeah, do I, they do when he's touring? They just watch it. He's like, oh, he's, he's doing well. <laughs> uh, they're probably his roadies. I think, uh, yeah, this this song is, I mean, he's definitely added more textures and stuff to his sound since the beginning. And this is this is more like full-blown poppy than, like, than, you know, the, his, the stuff from their first album, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, Picking up stuff from Broken Bells, which I had to look up because I couldn't remember and you weren't helping. I'm sure he's picking up stuff he learned from that and adding it to here. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, filling out the sound more, but it's still just the same kind of pop. Yeah. Yeah. And and that is not a criticism at all. From Albuquerque. Albuquerque, yeah. Um, strange place for a band to come from. Why? I don't know. All I, when I think of Albuquerque, all I think of is like meth. Wait, so one and, of the members of the band is named Mark Watros. Do you know him? 
Oh, the name sounds familiar, but I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of Watto from uh, Star Wars. He's best known as a as a member of the band. He's best known, according to Wikipedia, as a member of the band Gosling, which I've never heard of. Previously no. known as Laddermilk. I would think he'd best known for the shins, but I guess not. So were they named after Ryan Gosling or a baby goose? <laughs> That's I don't question. know anyone who would know the answer to that, including no. the band. Nope, they wouldn't know. So, fuck them. Uh, yeah, no, the shins. Yeah, you. even if you don't think you've heard the shins, you've heard the shins, trust me. Yeah, they've had... Well, you saw... have heard New Slang. Three. Yeah. Yeah. New Slang, they're a perfect song. I love that song still. It doesn't wear out. And No Your Onions good, too. But yes, this is a very good song, a very good Shin song. You should listen to it and like it. Here it is, The Shins, Name For You. My pick, Hante, H-A-N-T-E, kind of uh, what what the kids these days call dark wave, which in the past we used to just call synth music or kind of goth. Um, but this is uh, this is another one of those one woman bands. Um, and this uh, song starts off like oh go ahead I didn't mean no no you go ahead starts off this like, song starts off like the beginning of a made-for-TV thriller that airs at midnight. Yes, which is cool. And I should mm-hmm. mention, like, it's like a minute and a half before the vocals come in, too. But So you're really getting deep into that, that movie. Yep. You're getting, she puts her pantyhose on, checks her gun. Yep, credits are rolling. you got to get through all the all the credits. Yeah, looks um, at the guy in the bed, puts out her cigarette, and leaves the room. It is She is out of, also, like Letitia Sadier, Gay Paris, um... Her name, I'm going to totally mangle it, Helene de Thury, T-H-O-U-R-Y. But, uh, you know, this is definitely, for me, like, another kind of comfort food thing. It's, it's obviously, like, throwback as all dark wave or chill wave or whatever the fuck they call it nowadays is. Um, but it is, uh, like, it's it's kind of haunting in a way. I like that. Um, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. super fan of, like, spooky music necessarily i don't i wouldn't call it spooky but haunting and and understated and uh yeah i like it i don't know what else to say. i like i like her band camp description there's a, a bunch of other things but it ends up with melancholic music mixing nagging dark wave and striking electronics 
Yeah, see, there you go. I shouldn't have, I should have just read that. Because as always Bandcamp is uh, much more articulate than I am. But yeah, do you, do you did you enjoy the song or is this like eh, Yeah, pretty, oh, I okay. enjoy it. Yeah. Um it kind of <clears throat> takes a while to get into it, which takes a little getting used to, but it's still good. Yeah, I'll probably for the clip I'll like start it when the uh vocals come in and stuff. But yeah, That's... it's it's a it's a slow build, but I it's 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 a mood piece. So um had to have one of these on there. Here you go. This is Hunte with Empty Space. who I think has made our list every time she's put something out. So November 11th, she's playing Death Disco in Athens, Hante. In Athens, Georgia, or Athens, Greece? Greece. Oh. I don't know that she made it last time, but you might be right. But I just remember making it for the asthmatic song. Courtney Barnett with How to Boil an Egg. Yes, she did make it last time because I picked her. Okay. Uh, um, yes, Courtney Barnett, How to Boil an Egg. And unlike other songs of hers, this one kind of took me a longer time to appreciate. Yes. And once I did, I did. It's, it has that country feel to it. It has her voice, and it came together later for me. But it's a great song. Same here. Once yeah. And she's out of Melbourne, we should say. Australia. Not Florida. No. God, no. Um, I know. The, it's, you know, it's more guitar rock. This one is almost kind of jazzy, which... I would usually say it's a bad thing, jazzy guitar, but no, it's it is really good but, here. But not jazzy like jazz guitar, like jazzy country guitar, which is this yeah. weird amalgam, and it works very well, especially with her being so awesome. Yeah. What, what that's the other thing about the song her her singing voice is so laid back, you almost like you just want to like sit there and do nothing. Not like laid <laughs> back, like you want to fall asleep. Like it's not mellow. Yeah. There's an energy to it, but it's late. It's laid back energy, which is an odd combination. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. She's always great. I agree. It took me a while too when I first heard this. Um, yeah. So this one and the Hante previous songs are are both kind of slow, slow builds for you, slow burns, but oh, but great as always. Uh, let's just play it. Here is Courtney Barnett, How to Boil an Egg.
actually, this is another one that uh, I contacted at the last minute and did not get a response. So uh, all I know about them is they're from California. And <clears throat> apparently, according to their bio, now, nobody knows. I, I really asked, I asked them about this, too, because it sounds like something made up, but it could also totally be true. Since they are from California, I'm going to assume the L.A. area. Um, they met, like, in in grade school, and they took music lessons from somebody who played an Ewok in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> if it's not a true story, who cares? Because it's a wait, good where story. are you getting? Is that from the message they sent you, or somewhere else? That no, it's from somewhere else. They did. I did. They didn't get back to me. This, this is the problem with emailing people like six, twelve hours yeah. before you're doing the <laughs> podcast. So, um, well, it was recorded in Long Beach, so L.A. area, yeah, almost certain, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that. Wait, way. if he if the person played an Ewok, yeah. Well, that doesn't really tell us anything. I was going to say we could kind of figure out when it happened, but the person playing Ewok could could have taught the guitar right after the Return of the Jedi came out. Yeah, could have been any time to now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, assume, you know, those little people don't live as long as the rest. No, of us, it could not so. possibly be to now. No, he's got to be dead. Gotta be dead. I mean, they can't be in grade school. Their voices sound much older, and no one has a great a girlfriend in grade school. That's you true. Don't buy it with music. I did have a girlfriend in grade school, and uh, I got busted out because she caught me kissing Anna Watson behind the slide. Fifth grade. Ah, the best Always of times. Um, um, anyway. The blurst of times, you idiot. Simpsons lines. You of stupid America. monkey. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, anyway, they are called the Grinning Ghosts. And the song is called My Girlfriend Plays Guitar. Hey, guess what? It's catchy indie rock. What a shock. Super catchy. Yeah. Almost in the annoying way, but not quite. Not, not quite. I love, that's what I love. When it, it skirts that annoying, it's so catchy, but it it's not, it doesn't cross over. I mean, to counterpart with new pornographers who don't skirt it, they're clearly not annoying. Right, right. No, exactly. And I mean, and this song isn't annoying either, but like you said, no. it's it's right up to the edge, which is, yes. that's that's a trick in its own. Yeah. Um, and there's actually my favorite song, I think, is also that in that category. But uh, yeah, this is, this is uh, just fun. So let's, let's give there's these just... Ewok okay. students a chance. No, go ahead. There's a song that I almost picked that, that kind of goes over the edge, and that's why I didn't pick it. I still love it, but it's it's so catchy, it's annoying. Oh, mention it then. What? Magic Potion Girl? Oh, Is that what I know. I can't remember. Uh, shit, of course. I, well, I don't have my iTunes up, or I would look it up. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Magic Potion by the Dead Sailor Girls. Dead Sailor Girls, yeah. It's an awesome song, and everyone should listen to it, but it doesn't go in the top ten because it's almost annoying. Yeah. <laughs> But it's really well done, so you should listen to it. And I wanted to have a chance to say it, because that was one of the ones I was dying to put in the list, but almost <laughs> not quite. Anyway, let's listen to... Yeah, Grinning Ghost. One. My girlfriend plays guitar. Here you go.
All right, next we've got Pat. I just want to mention the, the, the tags for this song. Applecore, East County, Scuzz, Rock, Garage, Pop, Runk, Pop, Punk, Pop, Rock and Roll, California. Applecore. I've never heard that. <laughs> Well, it's, I hope it's, I hope it's, oh, I can click on it to see if it's actually a thing or just, they thought it was funny to, yep. I think they just thought it was funny to call something Applecore. Awesome. And they're right. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's not true. It's there. That's a thing. Cause there's a lot of bands. Cause I've misread the page. There's, they have the, the, the grinning ghost on top. And then after that, everyone else who's, who's tagged Applecore. So it's a thing. That's unfortunate. <laughs> that's still cool. Oh. Go look at more Applecore bands. Uh, all right, we got your pick. Another one I think everybody knows, even if you don't know, you know. Yes, uh, you know till Tuesday for sure. Yes, voices carry uh, at the very least. Yeah, Amy Mann with Patient Zero. It's her voice is is awesome, and this is a, a strong song, and it has like good. I don't know if it's harmonies, but that thing in the background where ooh, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, background. Uh, yeah, she, I mean, if you like Amy, you know, if you've seen Magnolia, you know Amy Mann as well. Yep. Um, because they have that whole weird sing of, uh, scene of people lip-syncing to her song, like a music video. I love that it. scene. I love that movie. I don't know why. Uh, she toured, and I didn't know, and I missed it. She toured with Jonathan Colton, which must have been a fun show. Who's Jonathan Colton? Why do I know the name? He's a geek. Well, not geek, but he has sometimes he does geeky songs, but he also does the music. Sometimes he does the music for uh, what's that game show? The NPR game show that asks wait, me. Wait, another. don't tell me. No, ask me another. Oh, ask me another. Okay, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to ask you another. Um, man, I've got a frog in my throat. Sorry. Yeah, it's Amy Mann. You know, she's always got kind of the melancholy undercurrent to everything she does. I feel like. Even even until Tuesday, really, um, but it's still pop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know what to expect, and it's a good thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I met her. I have a picture with her. That's so neat. Suck at all the rest of you. Uh, well. All right, let's just play it. It's Amy Mann. Always good. Patient zero. They served you champagne like a hero When you landed someone carried your back From here on out you're patient zero Smelling ether as they hand you the rack Life is good You look around and think I'm in the right neighborhood But honey you just moved in Life is grand and wouldn't you like to have it go as planned? Go as planned. Hip hip hooray, hocus pocus. With some magic, you can fly through the air. But when you're the guy pulling focus, there are people. All 
right, and uh, those were in no order, but these last two are, were our favorites, I think. Of the, uh, so this one is mine, and this is another one that I think skirts the edge of annoying, but super catchy. Uh, this is no middle name, the song Saturday Girl, Sunday Boy, which Pat wanted, but I picked first. And uh, uh, go ahead. Go, no, you go. No, you, if you're going to give the... Yeah, the they're from St. Leonard's in the UK. No idea where that is. Uh, and it's basically, well, it's David Bailey is the main dude and uh, songwriter and stuff. And then Claire, Book, Claire Brooke is on drums. And uh, Samantha Waits does vocals on a few songs, this being one of them. Uh, She's very patient. Yeah. And, and this is basically, to me, it's a C86 song. And if you don't know what that is, in 1986... Uh, the NME, New Musical Express, UK magazine, um, put out a cassette with one issue of like a bunch of bands on independent labels, and they all basically sounded like this. Um, and C86 has kind of come a, become a term for this type of music. Just It's very 80s independent pop sounding, um, but also catchy as fuck. And, yeah, and buoyant, so awesome. And like, yeah fun uh, but the the thing i was going to remark about this song is it starts off like at the beginning of a 60s movie from from britain with that like like just the horns and, dun, dun, uh, yeah. and then that kind of pauses and the, the song starts and it's like this happy happy joyous with great lyrics and just just fun yeah it, it, i mean that start is almost like a like a bbc documentary <laughs> like beginning <laughs> yeah yeah, and then it just gets like super fun and happy. I mean, there's not really much to say about this except that. That, that reminds me, and I can't remember what song. Maybe you remember. There's a great line from one of the songs that we picked where it was like, uh, "I made up climate change." <laughs> I forget the line. Oh God, always, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's I hate trying to come up with that shit when you can't get the melody in your head and stuff. Yeah, um, sorry to put it put you on the spot because i can't remember but anyway it might have been it might have been terror yeah maybe yeah but anyway saturday, saturday girl sunday boy is is so much fun it's a great song yeah it's my favorite song as well it's just a joyous song so let's give them a go no middle name saturday girl sunday boy Saturday Girl, Sunday Boy. 
Joyride by Business of Dreams. Yeah. Uh, also out of L.A. It's huh. basically... L.A. Cl- won this time. They beat Brooklyn I know, they somehow. beat Brooklyn by a wide margin. Um, and uh, let's hear it for Paris coming in, too. A couple, couple entries. Uh, it's Corey Cunningham. It's another one of those bands that's like one person. Um, oh, I picked a Corey. <laughs> He's he's one of the good Corys though, um, which let's let's be honest, there are too few these days. Uh, he also plays guitar in Terry Maltz, who have made our my not our list, but has made my mixes before last year, I believe. And um, <clears throat> I was reading a review of them, and the review called or of him uh, called it sunshine synth pop, which seems pretty perfect description. And what do you got to say, Pat? Just pretty. It's yeah. a pretty song. It's it's soft. It, yeah, it's low-key. It's definitely... Well, I don't know. I mean, it's not musically low-key, but it's <laughs> low-key as in it's, it's, it's mellow. Yes. Yeah, but it's very pleasant and enjoyable. Uh, yeah, this is another great one. I Yeah, it's kind of weird I didn't pick this one after listening to it again. But yeah, this is a good one. Let's let's do it. Business of dreams, joyride. made it through 20 whole songs congratulations listeners yeah you i hope you feel enriched or at least not constipated because that's no fun no fun at all yeah this was a super good year could have yeah could have done another 20 just from this list we'll see what the rest of the year brings us maybe it'll all be crap yeah it's all gonna turn to shit and we'll just go to the first half again for our picks um no, I don't think so. I think it, it's going to keep going. I almost picked... See, I don't have the list in front of me. I keep forgetting their name. But uh, So Corin Tucker from Slater Kinney and Peter Buck from R.E.M. have a, a band. They're coming out with an album, but they've already released a couple songs. One of them I put on my mix already um, earlier in the year that I almost picked, but I'm sure there will be more good stuff coming from them. Uh, God, why can't I think of their name? It's like... Filthy Friends. Oh. That's what it is. Filthy Friends. Uh, I've sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I figured out the song. Oh yes, it y- gets more blue by Girl Pool. The nihilist oh. tells you that nothing is true. I said I fake global warming just to get close to you. See, 
And you're saying that it's not even the best girl pool song. <laughs> it's the best lyrically, the best girl girl pool song for sure. Yeah, this is uh, this is always fun and stressful trying to. Speaking of fun, I have a new joke for you. I'm all ears and also partly toenails. Go ahead. I have a dentist appointment coming up. What time do you think it's at? Well, all right, you have a dental appointment. I'm playing Ed McMahon right now. You have a dental appointment coming up. What time do I think it's at? First of all, I think it's probably at a time where people don't end their sentences with prepositions. But other than that, I am unsure. What time is your dental appointment at? 2.45, but they say get there 15 minutes early to fill out some paperwork. You know what? That's solid. Thank you. That's a solid joke. Um, not really sure what paperwork you're filling out in the dentist, but it still works. Yeah, to give insurance cards. Oh, it's like a blah, new blah, dentist blah. appointment. Okay, gotcha. Well, you should have specified. I mean, like, you know, once once you're in with a dentist, you're in. You don't have to fill out shit. Um, no, but that's still a solid joke. I, I get, it, 8.5. Yes. Favorite. Out of 1,000. Out of 8.7? Um, ah, good one. Wait, I didn't cut out, did I? Nope. Okay. Thank God. Well, we didn't mention Scientology, so I think we're safe. They don't have power over us anymore. No, they don't have power over anybody anymore. Everybody's making TV shows and documentaries and fiction movies about them. Well, after that Tom Cruise movie tanked, they really don't. Yeah, The Mummy, which I actually fucking saw. Why? Why? Uh, I went out with my kids, and it was the only thing playing. Um, there had to be something else playing, like just a blank screen you could sit at. Uh, that's true, but I, I could, didn't feel right about paying for that. Although, after seeing the film, I would have felt right about it. Yes. <laughs> Why couldn't they just call Brendan Fraser and have him come back and do another Mummy? That would have been much better. And I didn't see the Mummy, so I, I can't remember. Maybe it was good. Was it good? Nope. It was not. <laughs> But you didn't see Spider-Man, which was actually literally good. Well, it wasn't out at that point. Oh, really? I thought they came out at the same time. Oh, no. I think if Spider-Man was playing, I definitely... There's no way yeah. would have, I would have picked the mummy over that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't see the hardcore pornography that was playing, but you did see that with your kids. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, they, which I, I assume you're talking about Fifty Shades Darker. Um, Do your kids listen to this podcast? Oh, I highly doubt it. Oh, man. They got too much shit to do, man. You know. It's too bad. They'd love it. Smoking weed. I don't really know. Seeing them movie. that. Yeah, seeing shitty movies. Um, yeah, anyway. I went to a prison last night for ghost hunting. I saw that. Uh, was it that. Was it that weird-ass prison that's in Philadelphia? Yep. Which yeah. is awesome. Did you ever go there? It's pretty cool. It's uh, went outside and was just like, this is a weird ass prison. Yeah. So it was built in the 1800s by the Quakers or maybe earlier, but a long time ago by the Quakers. And they had new ideas on how prisoners should live, which were far different than what came before it. And I, I guess some progressive for the time, maybe. Yes. But progressive for the time was still pretty awful. They forced yeah. people to pray. They had cells that had, they were in 23 hours a day. The only light, sunlight came in from like a, a a skylight in the ceiling, and that was I think they called it something like the the the, uh, the eye of God. And they had they had to look at that and like think about the, what they did, which maybe what they did was owed someone money. But anyway, it's it 
and it was open for much longer than you'd expect a prison to be open for, that was built in such an early time period, maybe 60s, maybe 70s, something like that. But it, since then, it's been turned into what they – it's a museum, and they call it a preserved ruin. So they're not fixing it up, but they don't want people to mess it up any further. So there's like uh, – their cells are still there. Most of the cells – some of the cells have been fixed up to show – like Al Capone was there. They show what his cell was like with all the – the nice things he had since he he bribed everyone, but most of the cell and some of the cells are art, art installations, which are pretty interesting. But most of the cells are just as they were, just like kind of ruined with the, the cots that they used. The toilets are in there, and everything is in there. And so it's just as a place to go during the day. It's it's a really cool a cool spot in Philadelphia to visit. And then during the uh, Halloween time, they have one of those fright things where you can go there and people scare you as you're walking through it, which is a perfect location. As you know, from the outside, it looks creepy and the inside's even worse. And But anyway, my friend had a connection and we got free tickets to a ghost hunting, which was – it was a lot of fun to be there at night with no well, hardly anybody else there where you could just – you're not allowed to walk around anywhere, but – where your group is, you're able to, able to explore while the other people are li- listening for ghosts, which was so kind of awkwardly annoying. <laughs> Not annoying, but it's just I wish they would just let us walk around and say, if you hear a ghost, let us know. But they had like these uh, recording devices slash uh, – I think they what they claim is it was an AM receiver that was switching from station to station – so the ghost could talk into it, but all it is getting is like a bunch of white noise and pieces of stations that are right nearby. That since it kind of sounds like a word, so that the you know how if you say that sounded like some something and other people say, oh yeah, it did. That's what happens. So the guide says, I think he just cursed at me. And, oh, it did sound like that. So anytime you have white noise with little jagged edges, you're going to hear something that kind of sounds like a word, and that's what happened. So people said that might be a ghost, but. You know what? I don't think it was. And I'm guessing a, probably not. You're like, hey, a, that like, ghost is singing "Celebrate" by Cool in the Gang. <laughs> it wasn't that. It wasn't that obvious what you're hearing. It was just kind of nonsense that sometimes sounded like a word. You know, you know what I mean when you have yeah, no, I know bunch what you mean. of noise. And uh, the other woman like undid a flashlight so it was almost connected. So when it like flickered, she'd say, "Oh, ghost, please flicker that more." So that stuff was fun to watch, but I was super cynical about it. So before before the thing started, they said, if you're cynical, keep an open mind because if you're too cynical, you're going to keep the ghost away. They're not they're not going to like your energy. So I, I might have kept the ghost away, and that's why they didn't come. But it was a lot yeah, of fun I mean, anyway. that seems legit. <laughs> yes, that's a good theory. Just like they said earlier, it's, this, this technology is from the 70s, and it works better than new stuff to find ghosts because, you know, yeah, old crappy as, technology is always better. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's why but, I have a, one of those computers with a reel-to-reel that I feed tapes into you. It was super creepy and a lot of fun. I told my friend Yvonne, who's going to be a guest sometime soon on this show, that... Um, Who, Yvonne? Yes. Now, is and, that a man from Russia or is that a woman? <laughs> I guess you'll find out. I guess I will. I said... Uh, what did I say? Oh, that it would be... It was really cool what we did, but it would even, even be cooler if we could go like in the middle of the night and we walk around and they just tell stories. And that would be re- even creepier. Yeah, that that's actually creepy. Because it would get your imagination flowing. Because then I was just like, well, this is bullcrap. But if they were saying, like, this guy was in this cell and then – because sometimes you'll hear the building kind of creak. And that could be a ghost if you're just telling a story and not listening for everything and saying it's a ghost. And, like, when you tell a story and there's a creak, it's like, oh, my God, that person who is now a ghost is going to murder me. That would be a little more terrifying. I wish they would offer that as well. But anyway, what they did offer was a lot of fun, so it was neat. I I just want to say one thing. It 
you said that could be a ghost. No, it, it couldn't be a ghost, though. It could be. Just, just to clarify. But yeah. I said a ghost that would murder you, so I was even more clear that... Uh, oh, well, it could that be that, could... yeah. Yeah, okay, good. All right. Um, yeah, no, that sounds kind of cool. I like how they, like... They're like, oh, we we got this dilapidated shit with all this janky ass old equipment. Let's fucking make something of it and charge people. Well, the, the ghost thing is they that's a like a company that goes to different sites around the country and ah, gotcha. makes people pay. This is not a part. Eastern State is just like this is a historic site, and during the day, that's all they do. It's 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 run by the city, and they do a, a really good job of putting together a historical presentation of the place not only historical but putting into modern context like there's an entire presentation about how prison population has grown exponentially in the, in the past 50 years and how it's a it's a problem that's that there's a whole like so they, they have more than just the prison and they have art exhibits and stuff and so it's a really it's a great place to go but they they make a little extra money with this stuff and then with the halloween stuff during the year yeah and no, so you didn't know this, and you would now you really want to go there when I tell you this. The the audio tour is hosted by Steve Buscemi. What? Yeah. <laughs> He's not even from Philly. No, I don't know how he got involved. Maybe he was doing a movie here. Like they probably filmed a movie there, and he, he's like, "This place is awesome." And they're like, "Well, you want to do the audio tour?" And he's like, "Yes." I yeah. Well, they actually probably had to replace Cosby on that audio tour. That's what it was. Cosby never did it. Cosby never did the audio tour. Please. Daryl Hall? Todd Rundgren? All right, that's my, that's my list of Philly people that I know. Carvile. Is he, I, why did I think he was from L.A.? Maybe he's from from L.A., but he lives in Philly. Or he used to live in Philly. Yeah, I have no idea. You know what? Don't care that much. I mean, he's no Bill Cosby. Uh, speaking of pl- cool places in Philly, I can't even remember... If we've talked about it, have you been to the new Barnes? And yeah, it, it's good. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it has a, I mean they they the building that they built to house it is a, a beautiful piece of architecture. So they did go with that, and the grounds are really neat. And when you go in, when you're in the actual rooms, it doesn't feel that different. They 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 got the proportions of the rooms right and everything. When you're outside that section, it's an entirely different experience. But they did, they kept the feel of of having the paintings all together in one room really well. And I, I like what they did. And I like that it's more, I mean, I know it's against the guy's wishes, but I like that it's open for the people and it's easy to get in, get there. And yeah. Is it like in Philadelphia proper now? Yes. It's the, so the art museum is on a road called the parkway and the Barnes is all along the parkway about oh, okay. half, half mile from the art museum. Oh, just, it's a way the fuck out there still, but yeah, it's in the city. No, no, it's it's closer to like it's near the art museum, closer to downtown. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Yes, so it's super easy to get to. It's like it's it's public transportation is easy. You don't it's have not, to. I mean, it's not like the art museum is really that far out, but we walked there, so it seemed like a long ass way. Yeah, the art museum is a little bit out compared to everything else, but this is this is next to the library. This is next to the Franklin Institute. It's it's closer closer to the city than the art museum oh cool so, yeah. i mean because you know i i did i did love the barns but it was out in the goddamn country too like, yeah yeah we had to drive there and yeah it's such it's such a weird relationship that the neighbors had with that place that like they didn't like people coming there but they also didn't want to leave <laughs> so, so like they're like make up your mind people they're like 99 percent of the people everywhere 
<laughs> cannot be satisfied. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, it's funny. I've been there a few times. I have a membership, and I've, I've gone a lot, but I've only gone on the first floor. So they've, they've made it so that the, the – I forget how it was in, in the house. Was it, was it a, a couple different floors? I think it I was. Can't... I think it was two floors, but I can't okay, remember. So they have the same setup, then. so I haven't gone up the second floor yet. Which is fun. It's just lazy, but <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for them to uh, build an elevator that's faster. Or one of those like electric chair things that go up the rail of the staircase. Yeah, that right. Would... Or a transporter. Um. All right. You want to go to recommendations? Sure. Um. We talked about it off when we we're having our break, and my recommendation is going to be an Adult Swim cartoon from ten years ago called Home Movies. Starring Brendan Small as a kid who likes to make movies with his friends. I forget who plays his friends. Nobody important, but probably someone that's super famous now. And H. John Benjamin plays Coach McGurk, who is in charge of the kids and really was kind of an irresponsible person and Man, was hilarious. Really found his niche in uh, in animated voices, huh? Yes. H. John Benjamin. Yeah, yeah and he, he's he's really well before before this. So the, the people who did home movies are the same people who did Dr. Katz. Like the animation style was Squiggle Vision. Uh-huh. And then they did Science Court. Science Court was a Saturday morning TV show for kids, which was like, you know, it had the Rocky and Bullwinkle thing going where the jokes were good for kids, but they hit adults as well. It was a very well-written, very funny cartoon. And Paul Poundstone, I think, played the judge. And Coach McGurk, well, H. John ben- Benjamin played the – the, the defense attorney who was always defending things that against science. And then the kids would be just be the kids. I just remember that was the cast of that. And Dr. Katz was an excellent show. Do you remember that? That was on comedy central yeah, or yeah. Jonathan Katz played psychologist and then they'd have different standing up comedians on and on, on his couch. It was like all improvised or mostly improvised. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the, how that went. So they did science court and they were pretty successful at that. And then they went and did home movies. And I think that's where it ended whatever the company was went out of business, but home movies was very funny and kind of didn't get like, you haven't seen it, but it's all people you like. So it's, I don't think it got enough attention as much attention as it should have for the time. And I hope there's a place to stream it because it's really worth watching. It's a very funny show. Uh, it had to be on like Hulu or something. Yeah. I hope so. But the, the funny thing is it's about kids and it did funny thing about the funny things about the kids and adults were playing the kids, but still, it didn't feel like the kids were adults. Like they had kids in like kids situations and thinking kid thoughts, which I think is, is good. Yeah. They're not, they're not like, they were, they were still not kids. They were still a little precocious. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it wasn't as bad as it could have been when they have, anyway, it's a funny, a funny show and everyone should watch it. And speaking of Dr. Katz, from what I hear, it's like a podcast now. Yeah. But on audible. Oh, it's on Audible. Shit. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I heard an ad for it today. On yeah, I, I keep hearing ads. Oh, yeah, okay, so that you have to pay for it. Sorry, everybody. But, you know, maybe pay for it. Shit. Um, I don't think, steal I don't most think of your content, so Jesus. Yeah, give Cat some money. I think he was sick for a long time, and he's coming back. Jeez, you can't give him a buck. Fuckers. I'm going to recommend, since I mentioned it briefly, C86. As I said, originally a cassette that came with New Musical Express magazine in 1986. They made a box set uh, a couple of years ago of the, included the bands on that cassette plus a bunch of others. Um, so it's that kind of indie pop stuff. Um, they've also done a C87 and C88. Uh, C86 is the best one. But, you know, check that shit out if you liked... Uh, if you liked... God damn it. 
I lost the name of the song already. Uh, Saturday Girl, Sunday, Sunday Boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, check that out because it's that kind of shit and it's good. Um, been try- Like I told you before we went on the air, been trying a lot of new shows. None of them have really caught. Um, one that might be good, although I've only watched one episode, is Ozark on Netflix. Oh, uh, I Jason just finished... Bateman. I just finished iZombie on, on Netflix, and they were trying to force me to watch Ozark. Yeah, it's it's a little, I mean, it's not fun. It's dark. It's not a comedy? Not at all, no. Wow, uh, Jason Bateman in a non-comedy. I don't I don't know about that. He's actually good. I mean, yeah. which is not surprising. He's a pretty good actor um, yeah. within, you know, within his range. Uh, but yeah, no, he does a good job. It's just, I don't know how... It's a hard sell, you know, but then, you know, so is Breaking Bad and The Wire and stuff. So, yeah, I, but I've only watched one episode, so I can't quite recommend it yet. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Anyway. What had American Summer, the prequels coming soon, so that'll well, be worth that'll watching. That'll be fun, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that does it. It's a long-ass episode. Let's yep. uh, do our thing and get the fuck out. Write to us at popculturecontinuum.gmail.com. Uh, like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes. But most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Mm-hmm. All and if you'd like to appear them. on the show, let us know. Yeah, If you're Yvonne. a former appearer who wants to appear again, let us know, Jessica. Yeah, we're not coming to you. We're too, oh, and I, we're I would, too big dude, for that. We're off email. What we're do supposed you? to do it. I forget his name. I think he's from Kentucky, so he's, he's already dead set against us. Oh. Jepsum uh, Cornwaller? No, the guy that came on and we talked about stuff a long time ago, and I emailed him last last year and said, let's do a rap episode and kind of dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, well, last year's gone. It's a new new America. He's probably too busy now. Um, all right, yeah, let, that does it. My computer is literally about to die from no battery, so uh, I'm going to say until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.